Welcome to the Wisdom School, a private podcast by the Perennial Leader Project. What comes to mind when you hear the word virtue? For some, it can feel outdated or old-fashioned. But virtue is quite practical. It translates to excellence or moral virtue. The notion of excellence connects with living up to one's full potential or the highest good. Plato originally identified the four cardinal virtues with the character of a good city, as described in the Republic. According to Plato, clearly then, it will be wise, brave, temperate, and just. The cardinal virtues of courage, temperance, justice, and wisdom are four near-universal principles adopted by Christianity and most of Western philosophy. The English word cardinal comes from the Latin word cardo, which means hinge. In his Nicomachean Ethics, Aristotle observed, Our aim is not to know what courage is, but to be courageous. Not to know what justice is, but to be just. So, when thinking of virtue, we must view virtue as action. Similarly, Seneca stressed in a letter to Lucilius, see your philosophy as action. It consists not in words, but action. The modern writer Ryan Holiday explains in Courage is Calling that courage is an honest commitment to noble ideas, ideals. The opposite of courage is not, as some argue, being afraid. It's apathy. It's disenchantment. It's despair. It's throwing up your hands and saying, what's the point anyway? As we'll see, the four virtues interconnect with one another. The Athenian historian Thucydides called self-control the chief element in self-respect and self-respect the principal element in courage. One might think of of temperance as moderation or simply self-control. The Stoic philosopher Musonius Rufus once observed, if we were to measure what is good by how much pleasure it brings, nothing would be better than self-control. According to Aristotle, every ethical virtue is an intermediate between two other states. Virtue is the golden mean between two vices, the one of excess and the other of deficiency. Therefore, courage lies between the coward who flees every danger and experiences excessive fear, and the rash person 
who judges every danger worth facing and experiences little or no fear. An important point to highlight is that temperance maintains self-control even amid challenging situations. Epictetus taught, if someone succeeds in provoking you, realize that your mind is complicit in the provocation. For this reason, it's essential that we not respond impulsively to impressions. Take a moment before reacting, and you will find it easier to maintain control. The the virtue of temperance is a battle with ourselves. The enemy is within the gates, stress Cicero. It is with our own folly that we have to contend. By doing so, it gives us the chance to choose the virtue of justice. Justice deals with fairness and kindness. The prudent person does themselves good. The virtuous person does good to others, stressed Voltaire. In my interview with Donald Robertson, the author of numerous books on Stoicism and Marcus Aurelius, he explained, I quote, I find it mind-boggling that anyone could read Marcus Aurelius and not notice that on virtually every page of the meditations, he goes on obsessively about natural affection, brotherly love, cosmopolitan ethics, social virtue, end quote. Kindness is valued across cultures and traditions. The novelist Henry James put it this way, Three things in human life are important. The first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third is to be kind. But despite the universal agreement on the importance of kindness, it's challenging to put it into practice consistently. Masonius Rufus advised to honor equality, to want to do good, And for a person to not want to harm human beings, this is the most honorable lesson, and it makes just people out of those who learn it. When it comes to wisdom, my interview with Stephen Nadler, author of Think Least of Death, revealed these thoughts. I quote, It's not a matter of being well-educated or well-read. If you go way back, I mean way, way back, to the point where Homer's events were taking place in the Iliad and the Odyssey, the notion of being wise had a very narrow meaning, meaning it meant you had a particular skill. So one character in Homer's Iliad is called selfless, wise in the art of archery because he's an excellent archer. It came to Socrates to transform our understanding of wisdom, explained Nadler. It's not just a matter of having a skill or technical know-how, and it's not just a matter of being smart, 
knowing facts, or having a long life of experience. It is primarily, and this was not just Socrates, knowing something about yourself. The philosopher Epicurus advised that let no one be slow to seek wisdom when they are young, nor weary in search of it when they have grown old. The same is true for choosing virtue over vice. The best time and all that is within our control is the here and now. In the classic After Virtue, Alistair McIntyre writes, the exercise of virtue is a crucial component of the good life. However, one must remember that the good life is not just about ourselves. Seeking the very best in ourselves means actively caring for the welfare of other human beings. To conclude, Marcus Aurelius sums up the point nicely. If you discover in human life something better than justice, truth, self-control, courage, in short, something better than the self-sufficiency of your own mind, which keeps you acting in accord with true reason and accepts your inheritance of fate and all outside your choice. If, as I say, you can see something better than this, then turn to it with all your heart and enjoy this prime good you have found.